It's a little exciting when the children are fighting, but they've got to abide by the playground rules. Okay, we are back. Welcome to the Playground Rules, a podcast about basketball by two fans. We're outsiders. We don't have the inside track. <laughs> we really don't. That's, that's what lets us speak truth to power. Um, yeah, the, the power doesn't listen, so we're really speaking truth to nobody, but whatever. <laughs> we're speaking truth <laughs> to ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to tell you the truth, Herb. My name is Herb. I just got back from shopping for jeans, which I do like once hey. every five years. It was a yeah. nightmare, but I came Your away. jeans last five years? That's impressive. Um. Yeah, I think it has been about five years, and it definitely got to the point where like, uh, I I really really needed to do it. Yeah, because I'm fatter than I was five years ago. Um, yeah, yeah. So are we all? I'm. I almost like I'm so lazy. Like I usually try on one pair, and then I'm just like, eh, that's good enough. And uh, fortunately, I had the presence of mind to be like the first pair I tried on. They were like a little too tight, and uh, they really accentuated my gut. And I was like, ah, this is probably fine. And then I thought for a second, I was like, well, I don't want to. <laughs> Gut accentuation is usually not a selling point in jeans. No, I look like a lollipop. I look bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember the first time I ever went uh, on a trip with my uh, fiance, we were we were staying at like a like a place with a hot tub. Uh-huh. And, uh, and I had lost my swim trunks. Uh, on a different trip, and so I had just gone very quickly to the store to buy some. I haven't really tried them on. I just bought the same size that I'd always bought. But at, like you, I had uh, gained a little, and I put them on, and she was like, "Wow, uh, that muffin top's not really doing it for me." <laughs> when I, uh, <laughs> you don't realize, like when you're, you know, when you're uh, become a man and you get older, yeah. Uh, yeah. you kind of slowly add weight. Uh, yeah, or, or a lot of in the belly. You and I certainly kind of have slowly add weight. Uh, we sure have. Yeah. Yeah. And neither you, of us are huge, but yeah, we. Are. Yeah, we're not like fat guys, but no, like. No, we're not. Actually, I've got two stories I want to tell right now that are both uh, okay. completely unbasketball related. First, hey, of all, whatever. I've got a non-basketball story too, so go ahead. My it friend's looks like we've name more time is Barak. Oh yeah. Hey everybody. <laughs> so two stories quickly. I was uh, I was on a. When I first moved to San Francisco and I didn't know anyone, I did a lot of like online dating sure. you know, to try to meet women, yeah. uh, which I don't recommend. Don't do it. Ne- neither do I. No, I'm not a fan. Um, and I was pretty skinny through most of my uh, you know, early to mid-20s. Mm-hmm. And when I, when I came out here, I kind of added that like, first layer of weight, and I still thought of myself as a skinny guy. And I, I, you, know, you yeah. can list your body type on your dating profile and it was and kind of one of the first realizations that i wasn't uh a skinny guy anymore is i i went on the date with this girl and it went pretty well and she's like hey you know i like you a lot but i, I just got to tell you one thing not to hurt your feelings and i was like what she's like you're not skinny <laughs> <laughs> i was like Damn. uh so um back in the day when i was quite a lot skinnier than i am now I was standing outside a bar uh, in San Francisco, and a a young lady uh, came down the street eating a bag of chips. And when she got to me, she offered me the chips, and I was like, "Oh, I'm good." And she was like, "No, you eat. You need to eat these chips. You're you're too skinny. Your butt's too small." Wow. Yeah. How long ago was this? I was like, okay. Uh, it was a long time ago. 
Yeah, your butt I was friend. really, really skinny. I knew, I'm sure this will somewhat surprise you, but I was really skinny for like most of my life. No, that doesn't surprise me. Mm. Yeah. Uh, yesterday, Herb, uh, I spent the entire day, and when I say entire day, I mean five straight hours at the DMV. Oof, that stinks, yeah. man. Uh, license yeah. renewal? Uh, yeah, so what happened was my license expired while I was away, uh-huh. and so I didn't uh, do the mail renewal thing, uh-huh. which you can do. And also I was hoping to get this new ID that they have, which I failed at because I didn't realize you needed your social security card. But I went down to the DMV, and I didn't realize. So I live in Oakland now, and I didn't realize. So there's two DMVs in Oakland, unlike San Francisco, where there's only one. Mm-hmm. So usually it's, you know, you go down with no appointment. I tried to make an appointment, and they had none for months. Mm-hmm. And somehow I just thought that was... I don't know. I thought it was odd, but I went down. And usually I'm like, okay, I'm going to go down there. It'll take a couple hours. But two things happened at the same time. One is apparently one of the two DMVs in Oakland is closed right now for repairs. Oof. So now they're down to one. And then secondly, they're switching from like, you know, the traditional system where you take a number and you wait and they call your number and you whatever. Oh, yeah. They switched that out and now they don't have that. But yesterday was the first day of the new system. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. So it literally took – I was there from 11.30 a.m. till 4.30 p.m. Oh, my word. That sounds yeah. horrible. Yeah, it was awful. It was really, truly awful. Nice. Yeah. Shout out to Oakland DMV. Well, my other fat story. Oh, yeah. Sorry. No, it's okay. It's okay. We can take turns. This is a democratic <laughs> podcast. Yeah? This is not a pod-toctorship, pod-tatorship? Not not yet. Not yet. You're still working on it. You gotta get yeah. the support of the generals. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, I uh, I was at a bar, as uh-huh. I want to do. On, You're uh, occasionally a, a, at a bar. Yeah, I've say. been known to throw a few back to uh, you know yeah. just to blow off some steam. Yeah. I've got a high stress stress lifestyle. <laughs> <laughs> sure. <laughs> Shut up. I was uh, I was at a bar, and. Uh, yeah. A friend of mine was like, oh, you kind of look like that guy. Uh, what's his name? You know, he's in the movie about the pilot. And I'm like, are you talking about... Uh, Denzel uh, Washington? No, Ray Fiennes. Oh. I was like, are you talking about Ray Fiennes from The English Patient? And uh, he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, you look like that guy. And I was like, well, he's much more handsome than I am. Uh, and I don't really see it. But thank you. That's uh, yeah. That's nice of you to say. And this, nice compliment. This guy I don't even know who's sitting next to me just kind of turns around and with a, a look of complete disgust on his face, he goes, "What? You're way too fat." <laughs> I'm not. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I was like, you know, to heck with you, it's buddy. Unnecessary. Yeah, yeah that's I'm like, unnecessary. What are you talking about? I'm, I'm like not a fat guy. You know. No, and for for all the listeners out there that don't know Herb, which is probably none of you, uh, <laughs> he is not. He, he is not a fat man. He is not as skinny as he once was, but he is under no one's definition fat. Yeah, it really it really hurt my feelings. I, I'll yeah. be honest; like it really hurt my feelings. And uh, then he was like trying to talk with me about movies. Mm. And I was like, you know, like I don't, I don't really care to uh, to have a yeah, pleasant conversation with you. <laughs> yeah, we don't need to do this. Why? What are we doing here? Yeah, like, I'm, I'm, I'm done. Yeah. So I, uh, which celebrities you get compared to is always kind of interesting to me. And for me, it's 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 changed over the years. Mm-hmm. And uh, when I was, um, there was a period when I actually gained quite a bit of weight. Um, and and I was I was I you know I'm not sure I was ever like that fat but i was significantly bigger than i am now mm-hmm. and um and and uh, and i was also 
in the habit at the time of wearing uh this was during a very poor fashion era for me where i was wearing a lot of like bandanas like around my head you know wrapped like you know like easy rider style or whatever wow i'm kind of yeah pumped i missed that <laughs> yeah it's, it's a weird face well, i don't know if we'd be uh, friends right now if i'd known you in that era and i had super long super curly hair mm-hmm. and so i got multiple people who said wow you look just like jerry garcia i could see that and that's not yeah but that's not a it's not flattering not flattering yeah that's, uh, that's fair since losing uh, the weight and cutting the hair and not wearing the bandanas anymore, the one I've gotten uh, most recently, which I'm, I also do not agree with, but I'm much happier about speaking of ones you know, where you're like, oh, I'll t- that's quite a nice compliment, is that more than one person has said Bob Dylan. Yeah, I, again, I've heard that. I, I can I don't, kind of see it. It's a, it's a yeah, I don't. It's a stretch. a stretch. Yeah. It's a stretch. But that's a much nicer one. I just think that this celebritying of people is a dangerous game because rarely is anyone going to be happy with what you tell them. Especially if you're not like a straight up like white person. Yeah. This is my advice uh, to all my fellow white people out there. Oh, yeah. You tell them what's up. If they you're, need to hear from you. If you're talking to someone who is a, a person of color or just not a wasp really really think about it uh before you tell someone that you think they look like a celebrity and uh i mean i would say 100 out of times out of 100 just just don't just don't do it yeah this is the message to all the folks out there who have ever told me i look like woody allen (laughs) uh because i don't (laughs) like woody allen is like six inches shorter than me or something and very specific looking and i look like literally nothing like yeah that. you're you're exposing uh uh at best uh some well-intentioned ignorance uh at worst just like some straight up like prejudice when you do those kind of things yeah i used to work awful. with a girl who you you must remember uh, uh i worked with a girl named sarah so, uh, oh yeah very Sarah's lovely young uh woman of color and she used to get yeah like, pretty much every female black celebrity that you can imagine, like, people would come in and be like, oh, did anyone, has anyone ever told you you look like, you know, blank? And it would always make her really upset. And Yeah, I'm surprised she didn't get Will Smith. <laughs> <laughs> it was always intended as a compliment. Of course. But yeah, it was yeah. just always, like, way off base, you know? Just yeah, white people don't do it. Um, the only celebrity that people ever tell me that I look like, that mm. um, I do look like, and it always hurts my feelings, is that Chuck Klosterman. Oh, uh, I think it's just because you're both redheads. Yeah, we both have ginger beards and kind of like dark, you know, thick frame glasses. Yeah, um, I don't think you look a lot like him, but it is certainly closer than some. I mean, no, I don't think you look a lot like him, to be honest with you. I think that's a little bit much. I, I get it. I get it semi-frequently. I'd say that's my most common uh, celebrity comparison, and considering that he's not even really that famous. He's not even, I didn't even know what he looked like. I had to look up a photo. If you did your hair like that and got those glasses, then I maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. He's uh but you know, yeah. So basically what we're saying is just don't tell anyone they look like anyone. Yeah, because you're be, usually you'll be glomming on to some superficial feature that people don't yeah. consider their defining core characteristic. Yeah. Like I totally. would say my defining feature is my ratty close together eyes you know it's not my big (laughs) (laughs) uh defining feature for her well i mean when i met you it was definitely your hair but it's changed a lot since oh yeah when i had the long hair when you had the long hair i feel like the long hair was really the herb thing 
Uh, glad you cut it. I think you look better now. I, but, I agree. Um, Thank you. But, uh, yeah. It's interesting, too, because, of course, you have a twin. Mm-hmm. And, and while you don't look exactly like your twin, you do look similar to your twin. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's interesting, too. But, yeah. I don't think he listens to the show anymore, by the way. Oh, what happened? I don't know. I think he's getting bored with us. I can't imagine oh. why. No, I don't know. I don't know why. We don't mention him enough, probably. Yeah, hi, Martin, if you're listening. Hey, Martin, congrats on the new gig. Yeah, he just got a job. You just got a job. Congratulations. I just got a job, yeah. Thank you. Yeah, it uh, feels good. It was, uh, for the listeners out there who don't know, it's been a long time. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to say how long, because it's embarrassing. But uh, I'm pretty... I'm pretty excited. Uh, this also means, so I, I got a new job that is pretty far from my house. Mm-hmm. And uh, there are a variety of ways to get down there. But one of the ways I'm trying right now is that my uh, my future sister-in-law uh, has a, a car that she's been leasing. And they just got a new one. So they're about to return it to the dealers. Uh-huh. Uh, and so I'm taking, I'm borrowing it for now. Mm-hmm. So that I have a car to drive down there. But it's an electric car. Ooh, cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that's new to me. That's interesting. It's a little stressful, to be honest. Why? Because, like, you know you can't just pull over and get more gas. Oh, yeah, because of the charge. But there's charging stations, right? There are, but, like, you. I think if you go to a charging station, your minimum time that you're sitting there is, like, a half hour. Oh, I bet, I bet. So it's like you're on the way to work, you know? And then my that new job is That can be stressful. Kind of... I'm, I'm stressed charging an Xbox. I just went and got, when I went jean shopping, I got a rechargeable battery pack for my Xbox controller. Oh, for the controller. I was yeah, like, why would you Yeah, because I got an NBA 2K Xbox? date with uh, a buddy of mine tonight, and I'm all Who stressed out. I'm like, oh, I hope it fills up. Who are you playing 2K with? Oh, me and Dave play like three times a week. Nice. Uh, oh, yeah, play. you told me. Yeah. We love it, uh-huh. dude. It is, it's such a fun game. It's well, I need to come over and wa- and like play it at your house because I don't have it. You should. Yeah, they, have a, yeah. they have a version for Switch, and I... I know. I like the game enough that I would buy... Uh, a second copy on another platform to, if you ever want. To well, play. yeah, but let me try it first at your house. Okay. Yeah, you were more than you know. To. Th- that's more of an investment. I mean, you know, that's an expensive game. Yeah, I mean, it's sixty bucks, and to be honest, like the single player content is totally really not worth. Or like as far as like you know, building your own character. Or they have like and, a and going yeah, they all have that. like a get in the league kind of thing. Yeah, it's pointless because uh, you either have to invest like literally hundreds of hours to mm. to make your character really good, or you have to just pay for it. And I'm not. Oh, this is this new, like microtransaction model. Yeah, which which everything does now. You know, it's it's a uh, it's inescapable. Yeah. It's a bummer, um, but it's yeah. just the reality of modern games. It's, it's yeah, yeah. It's a lot like these like uh, pay to win mobile games. You know, they don't. If like if you know three percent of the people who buy a game are willing to invest a certain amount of money in it, they're willing to make that model that that model works. And it stinks because you're basically making games that uh, don't appeal in a lot of ways, to, to 97% of the people who are buying it. Well, the really offensive part, though, for something like NBA is that it's not free. Yeah. You still have to pay the $60. It's like, I like this summer, 60 bucks, yeah. This summer I played quite a lot of SimCity on the iPad, mm-hmm. and I really just wanted to play SimCity, but it was this awful free-to-play thing, and it was so stress, like frustrating at a certain point because I wasn't going to spend the money they wanted me to spend. Mm-hmm. And so... But on the other hand, it's free, so I can't be, like, that mad. But it's just, like, I just – let me pay for a SimCity game because I don't want to, like – the whole currency then is your attention and time. Like, because they're trying to make it so annoying, so addictive, but so annoying that you pay. Yeah, it's a really right? ugly model, so, and it really uh, – It really is awful. I think it's short-sighted. I th- people are starting to 
Um, to turn against yeah. it, right? I mean, I don't know if you heard about all the stuff that happened with the Star Wars oh, Battlefront. I did, yeah. But that was a I mean, I don't play any of those games. But... They're, they're stuck. Yeah, but that's plummeted. the thing. If you're going to buy the game, like, I, so it started out with these free to play games on iOS, and that sucks because I just want to play SimCity, and that was the only SimCity available. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, there was no other option. But, like, at least on the iOS stuff, it's like, okay, well, we know that they cannot make money selling the game. Like, people, the way that Apple set up the App Store and the kind of what happened because of that, there's just, there's, there's so little willingness. Uh, to, for anyone, no one would spend $60 for an iPhone game. Mm-hmm. What? That's crazy, right? So they, they don't have a lot of economic op- options on that platform. But like on the consoles, like why the hell am I paying you $60 for this game for you to then nickel and dime me? Yeah, I, I completely agree. I, at this point, yeah. I would rather just spend like $80 for a game and just have everything yeah. available, you know? Yeah, yeah. Figure out whatever you need to charge so this is sustainable. Yeah. But in the case of NBA 2K, uh, yeah. the. That just kind of fire it up and choose a team and play a game uh, mm. is is fun enough for me that I still just love it and I play it mm. all the time. Because um, mm-hmm. I, I in my advancing years I play video games less and less. Um, of course, but uh, but I still just love I just love these uh, these two K games. They are just such a blast. Um, and I, I was I... you're gonna love it too. What? Uh, yeah, I was a, f- a huge fan of one of the earlier ones. I don't remember which, probably like 2006 or 2007, mm-hmm. like, you know, mm-hmm. the era. But um, I, yeah, I would like I would like to get back into one if, if it makes sense. Yeah, because they, they were fun. They were just really fun. Yeah. I played Seasons. I mean, I you know. It's a blast. They're really well, really well done. And we've talked about them on the pod before. But uh, We have, yeah. We're fans. I'll be playing tonight. I played it a couple nights ago by myself. Uh, speaking of things that are, I'm going to transition this into basketball, but okay. <laughs> not in the way that you would expect. <laughs> the NBA is planning a preseason game in Seattle. I saw that. Are you yeah. excited? Well, yes, but it is interesting because there's some controversy because the teams mentioned are Golden State and Sacramento. Uh huh. And Golden State makes a ton of sense because obviously Kevin Durant. Yep. Uh, will make everybody really, really happy. But of course, Sacramento famously a lot of contention there because kind of you the know, one that got so, away. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think there's a lot of animosity between those two uh, cultures uh-huh. or those two fan bases, I guess you would say. And I, I just know that at least in the Seattle Sonics community that I'm a part of, people are uh, going through kind of a process where they're initially like. Uh, F the F this. Why would the hell would this is the middle finger from the league? And then realizing, oh no, actually this is like awesome because we can root for the Warriors, which of course for you and me is not great. Yeah, but uh, can it's a preseason game, so who cares? But we can root for the Warriors and then against the Kings, who of course we felt screwed over by. And you know, it actually should be a lot of fun. But I do wonder if it, you know, it, it just is kind of part of this ongoing movement that looks like it's leading towards there seems to be momentum yeah yeah for the first time in a long time let me ask you this are you tempted to go to that game if i think it was it's supposed to be in like uh, september would would you try to go to it i would try to go to it yeah you should we we should go to it do you have a place we can stay in seattle uh i think so yeah i i would I'd, i'd think about it i think that would be fun and i've never been to seattle uh seattle's amazing um and you could get you would get to see the the arena that the Sonics played in right before they tear it down. Oh, so that's where it would be. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The key arena right before they start building the new one. 
Yeah, for sure. Um, so it could be really cool. Let's uh, pencil yeah, it in. I, yeah, well, pen, pen, pencil. It's probably going to be Crayon, expensive, though. Crayoned huh? in. Are you there, Ark? Yeah, can you hear me? Yeah. It's going to no. be pricey, you think? Uh, I don't think so. Uh, but I do think it might sell out quickly. Well, we should I definitely mean, look into it. Yeah, because the area is starved for... For basketball. Yeah. I mean, the Storm are actually doing pretty well, but, you know, I feel like the WNBA fans are a different group. Yeah, it's too bad. You know, I I do enjoy the WNBA to an extent. I've had a lot of fun with the WNBA. Like, it's a really nice brand of basketball. I just really hard. The season kind of comes at an awkward time, and it's hard to... I've never really gotten into a groove with it, Mm -hmm. but, like, there were a couple years where Seattle won won titles, and, and I watched a fair bit of those. I mean, especially after, you know, for a long time I didn't have any... Uh, you know, I didn't want to watch the NBA, so... Yeah, you were so hurt. You were a yeah. broken man with your bandanas. <laughs> and now, uh, you know, Seattle turned in the NHL expansion application, and uh, it, all signs are pointing towards uh, pretty... I'm actually thinking about signing up for season tickets for the hockey team. Wait, um, which... you don't live in Seattle. I know. So here's the deal. You, you, It's basically a... It's kind of crazy, I admit. But yeah. it's basically I would put up a, a, a refundable deposit, and then I would just get it back. Because at the time you go to buy the tickets, you can just say, no, I've changed my mind. I don't want to do this. But I want to be able to say that I helped the success of the campaign so that they get the team. Hey, man, whatever whatever gets you through the night, Ark. <laughs> it's too much money. I really probably cannot or should not do it. But, um, yeah, I am in my crazy, in my fever dreams, I imagine it. There's uh, uh, one other NBA-related story we should talk about before uh, we get into our articles, which is uh, we both watched – Parts of the All Star Game, we did. Um, broad strokes. What are your thoughts? New format. So, people seem to be really like the the the. This is a truth to power moment. the 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 critical consensus seems to be that this was a massive success. They've solved the All Star Game. Oh my God, how competitive was it? And I have to say, I find that a little odd. Uh, the last five minutes were really competitive. Uh huh. And that was cool, uh-huh. um, but the game as a whole was pretty boring. Yeah, I, I, it's like, was it an improvement? Yes, it certainly yeah. was because yeah. the All Star Game for like the last you know ten years has just been has been awful, just awful, awful. A, like yeah. unwatchable, you know. Yeah, and this was certainly a little bit more compelling, but uh, it did it did take you know uh, uh, a few quarters. Maybe you might say three of them for it to really kind of get going and for people to be engaged. And even at that point, I found myself not really. Um, I didn't really care who won. I was still like, man, yeah. whatever. And then uh, I feel like this new format where it's like you know team player A versus team player B puts it seemed in this case you know it put a little bit too much emphasis on those like leaders of the team you know. And, um, I don't know. It's, I know LeBron is the most famous basketball player in the world. And, uh, Steph is, is right up there and, and, and probably, you know, the most, uh, uh, beloved player in the, in the Western conference. So there, there is an argument to be made that it should be kind of about them and everyone else should be, you know, secondary and tertiary and so on. But right. I don't know. I thought that was kind of a bummer. It seemed like. They had uh, uh, a degree of importance that was higher than everyone else, and I didn't really enjoy that. And I don't, I don't think it's just because it's those players, and I don't really care for either of them. I think it's more that, like, 
you know, it seemed for a minute in the third quarter like someone like Dame Lillard was going to sort of take over, and you'd have this, like, off-the-bench replacement player potentially being an MVP of the All-Star game. And that, right. when that kind of thing happens, it's actually pretty fun, you know? Um, mm-hmm. I think when Russell won his uh, MVP in the All-Star game, he came off the bench. I, I could be mistaken. But I, mm-hmm. I like that kind of stuff, you know? And uh, I don't know. When it just kind of plays out, obviously, it's, it's, it's the same thing as like when the season plays, obviously. It's just like, eh, who cares? Like, like uh, uh, it, in sports, often, often the expected is what you get. But the, the most exciting sports moments, and, and certainly the most compelling ones, are, are when it kind of goes off script, you know, and, and you're surprised. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, there were, like I said, the, the ending was, was kind of exciting. I started to get into it, and it's nice to see the players caring at all. And we'll see what happens going forward. And I think that there is some potential, like, for example, um, had they done the live televised draft and Russell Westbrook, for example, would have been chosen last. Like, that could have been really fun. Did you see they, they it came out who was chosen last? Yeah, it was Horford, who was not surprised. Horford and Aldridge, yeah, right? Yeah. But, like, and that makes sense. Like, those are not dynamic, fun all-star guys yeah although i think horford should have been chosen earlier i'm surprised like if i was trying to win that game i would want he, a selfless yeah. player like horford because when he was this out is there why we don't have only right. former players as gms anymore <laughs> <laughs> uh but yeah I, I mean i enjoyed all-star weekend man i thought the dunk contest was a total bust snooze, snooze. so boring yeah uh, even the three point three point contest was okay skills challenge just get rid of it i like simmons idea of a horse competition and i do not know why that's not a thing yeah, it seems like, you know, there's so much there's so much room for improvements. And I like that they're starting to think outside of the box. But, like, we, we got to really kind of uh, swing for the fences. None of these, like, little, none of this finesse stuff. I mean, I guess the drafting teams, instead of going with conferences, is a pretty major change. Yeah, that's cool. But yeah. they, they should really reevaluate every aspect of that, you know. I mean, yeah. the celebrity game... Who cares? I didn't even. I didn't watch the celebrity game. I, I kind of wish I would have. I've never. I've never watched the celebrity. I've game. never watched one either. Yeah. yeah. And should, we, should we talk about the Fergie in the room? <laughs> I mean, uh, what's left to be said about that? I mean, she went for it. Boy. I'll just say this: she went for it. Marvin Gaye, eighty-three or whatever, is one of my favorite things of all time. Uh-huh. She went for it, and it she failed. Yeah. But um, whatever. I I just I was like, oh, okay. Well, you know what? I don't. I don't have. I don't give two s's about uh, people who say that she was disrespectful. That's just dumb. Uh, but uh, she tried an artistic thing. It didn't work. Yeah, <laughs> like that's okay. I didn't care at all about the. Oh, she's disrespecting our anthem. Like I'm kind cares? of grateful Stop that it. she did it because it was probably it was the most entertaining. Yeah, yeah. Moment of the whole Oscar game. Absolutely. People try to stifle laughter and, and and things like that. It was a uh, very bizarre. Oh yeah. Interpretation. Yeah. And then you don't have this in here, but you've heard that they're considering something like the play-in tournament, right? The the For the playoffs? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, I think Adam Silver said he would consider it. Um, yeah, and then Zach Lowe wrote a long thing about it. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. Um, I think it'd be great. If it makes the season shorter, especially. They're, they're trying to make the playoffs more compelling by... Yeah. By reshuffling the the seating, you know, and how yeah. that works, and yeah. you know, in theory that works, but the, the, the reality is, like, the league failed. The reason why the playoffs are so uncompelling is because the league is way too top heavy. 
And oh yeah, it's because of the but well, really the players' union failed, right? Because well, okay, the, yeah, but it was it was a negotiation between the players' union got what they wanted, but certainly the league should have worked harder to negotiate the other side of mm. it. I, I, I yeah. you can blame both sides. Um, but the point is, like until until there's a little bit of a a spreading of the the you know the consolidation of power that's currently in the league. The playoffs are going to be horrible, and when the playoffs were awful last year, the, uh, there were a couple of rounds between teams that had no chance of winning the championship that were a little compelling. But uh, yeah. you know, the series that mattered were all awful. You know, the Warriors lost one game, the Cavs lost one game, except for the finals. Um, it was just like really boring, you know. And yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. it's not like this reseeding thing is going to do that much to address this issue, you know? Like, this year's right. Warriors team, if they had to play, I don't know, like, first of all, they'd have to play a worse team in the first round because they would get the lowest-ranked team, which would be the of lowest-ranked team yeah. in the East. Like, great. Hooray. It would be an absolute destruction. First. Yeah. So they'd have an, e- an easier path to the finals, which doesn't right. really solve the problem. Um, right. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't think it's a great idea. I think the fact is, like, you already screwed it up, and we kind of just have to wait out this era because, you know, now that we have a smoother cap and we'll never see a huge increase like we did, again, because I think both sides realize how it screwed over everybody. You know, the fans, the league, and the players kind of all got screwed by this. The fans got screwed yeah, up because the worst product. The players got screwed because, like, now there's... Um, there's basically like a, a cap recession and a lot of deserving players who would have gotten huge contracts two years ago are not going to get close to what they deserve this summer. And the league totally. got screwed because they're making less money. Yes. So I agree with you about all of that. What I do like is the idea of a uh, – I don't want them to reseed 1-16. to 16. What I do want them to do is take the two or whatever, eight, the eighth and the seventh, whatever those bottom seeds are that right now are, are pretty much the domain of either surprise teams or teams that who have owners that mandate you have to make the playoffs, uh-huh. e- even if it just keeps us crappy forever, and make that a uh, play-in game, right? Make that do a little March Madness-style yeah. tournament with a few handful of teams. This is the thing that like Bill Simmons has been advocating for years. Yes, yeah. but the league is now considering it. Um, and yeah. I, think, I think that's a great idea. I think it's a fun idea. I think it's a lot to ask. I mean, it depends on how they... they spread it out. I think it's a lot to ask of uh, the, the players who would participate. Because um, you would you would basically have every team that wasn't in the playoffs participate in that tournament, right? I don't know. The The version that the league is talking about, I think, is a little more limited. The The Simmons version, I think, was every team. I think that the, the new version is, is a smaller tournament. Well, um... It's just interesting. Yeah. I like that they're I like that they're messing with it and to my mind like if if it's not baseball and maybe even if it is baseball but if definitely if it's not baseball I don't care about like oh we we're going to this is going to break the records like nobody cares about that like records are not the thing in basketball like the cool thing about baseball is that you can compare everything even though you can't really but you think you can compare everything from you know 1890 to now right yeah but like the NBA we talk about the ABA NBA merger that was in like the 70s like it's totally, you know, there's so many changes. Illegal defenses, everything. Like, it's not the same situation. Like, we do not have to have the same reverence for things. And so if they can make a change, and they used to have five games in the first round of the playoffs, now they have seven. Uh-huh. Like, just just change whatever you want to change to make it awesome. 
Like, yeah, I, I agree with you to an extent, but at, at when all is said and done, how much does that really address the problem? It's not like all of a sudden the playoffs are going to be so much better because maybe the 10th seed gets in instead of the 8th seed. No, I don't think the playoffs are going to be better. I think that tournament is going to be super duper fun. Yeah, yeah, maybe. I don't know. I mean, it's like a March Madness thing. We, uh, yeah, maybe. We don't have a, you know, we don't have a ton of time left, so perhaps we should talk about some of the actual stories that we have. <laughs> uh, yeah, let's get into it. Um, so uh, we have more time than we thought. I'll say that. Oh, so. cool, great, yeah. great. Um, well, can we keep talking about this like kind of boring idea that you're more excited about? No, let's move on. It's fine. <laughs> uh, so, Not a boring idea, but whatever. You'll get into it. Yeah, let's just quickly uh, brush on this uh, first story. Uh, there was a little bit of controversy where uh, Ugh, yeah. JJ Redick participated in a video the NBA made uh, wishing uh, people a happy Chinese New Year. And uh, he very clearly kind of stuttered and uh, uh, said what uh, uh, is, is pretty uh, obviously a, a pretty horrible... Uh, epithet uh, used to describe the Chinese people. Um, we will not repeat it on this podcast because it's a ugly, hateful word. But uh, to my mind, it was um, it, it, it was like pretty inarguably like he just kind of stuttered and did not intend to say that. I don't think that JJ Reddick is the kind of person who would use that word. And uh, if anyone uh, should really be taken a task for this, whoever put together that video should have either said, ooh, we can't use this, or let's try to get another take from JJ. Um, the, the narrative that he uh, is a type of person that would use that word and speak derog- derogatorily towards uh, Chinese people um, uh, and would sneak it in in a video like this, to me, is... It's pretty hard. That's a pretty hard sell. Um, um, some people are extremely upset by it, and I, I don't mean to take anything away uh, uh, from people who are really offended by it, but the idea that this was some sort of a, a maliciousness on J.J. Reddick's part, I, I find pretty hard to believe. He seems like a, a, a man of, of fairly high character and, and, and someone who doesn't harbor those kind of sentiments. Um, what, what do you think? Yeah, I actually haven't heard a lot of people saying that it's they that they think it was um malicious i think that uh everyone kind of gets that this was really just a i mean it's awful like i didn't watch the video i but i read about it and everything like that and it it you know it's just awful and it's it's everyone's fault that didn't catch it yeah um but it does not i mean it would be such a it would just be such a ridiculous i mean it, there's just logically speaking his explanation for what happened makes a lot of sense to me yeah uh, and I, I just don't see any reason to not believe him at this point. That doesn't mean that it's okay that it's out there because it's obviously not. And he gets that. And he was pretty – I thought his um, – as is not surprising because he's a pretty, uh, you know, good – I mean, he's, he's he has a podcast. Like, he's pretty good at, at, at talking to the public. But he, he, he had a pretty good uh, response that I thought that was, that was really um, – that was really great. And I just cannot imagine what it's like. I mean, if I was, if let's assume that it was an accident and I do believe it was, I just would be so upset if that happened to me. Oh yeah. You know? Yeah. For sure. And, and, uh, and that sucks. S- sucks for him. It sucks for everyone who saw it. It sucks for the brand. It sucks for everybody. But I mean, I just don't know. I, I don't believe that that was intentional. And, and, and I mean, you know, 
obviously we have to take these things really, really seriously. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, but, but yeah, I think that, that it's, it's, you know, it would just be, I mean, it would just be insane for him to do that in that setting and everything else. I just don't, I don't believe it, but, um, I'm, a, but yeah, I'm still crazy. kind of in disbelief that it got out in, in the way. Yeah. That that's did, insane. You know? It's like, like no one listened to the video. Like, yeah. Pretty, uh, pretty, pretty, uh, surprising and, and pretty disappointing on the part of, uh, uh, you know, what, whoever put that out, you know, you gotta catch yeah. that kind of stuff, you know? Um, uh, in a much more, uh, so uh, everyone has seen, uh, the, the Dallas Mavericks story now. Um, and, uh, yeah, we don't need yeah. to get into the sort of details. Uh, I like Dirk's response. Yep. Yeah, uh, Dirk came out and, and I, it's, it's, it's believable that, uh, Dirk was not aware of stuff that was going on. Um, you know. I think a lot of players aren't really too... They don't spend a lot of time in the business office. Yeah, they, they don't really care to know what's going on in the business side of things. You know, they're, they're, yeah. their uh, minds are elsewhere, and they're, they're putting a lot of time into being professional athletes, which is a, a yeah. demanding job. Um, yeah. Um, I guess all I want to say about it is, like, uh, I, I kind of, like, experienced two emotions when I saw the story. Um, you know, first of all, I felt uh, really, really terribly uh, for all, all the victims in this story. You know, the, the women that had to endure this uh, toxic workplace environment. Yeah. But uh, uh, as as crappy as this is to say, there was a little bit of a silver lining in the fact that it was good to see that the accountability that uh, is is more and more um, we're seeing more and more in our culture, uh, the accountability to toxic masculinity, uh, is spreading into the sports sphere because it's not at all surprising <laughs> as just, no, there's a lot of it there Yeah, to know. <laughs> it's not surprising to know that it's there. And hopefully in the sports world, this is the first domino to fall. Cause I, uh, the cynic in me, um, thinks like, well, this has to be, uh, if not prevalent, this has to be, uh, uh, somewhat present in the sports world and we haven't really seen the accountability uh uh crop up there yet and i think this is a this is a good step to to see you know yeah 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 the and um it's kind of a weird situation where of course it's tied in with that other story about the dallas mavericks where there was some guy that was like domestic abuser that he kept employing yeah it's like a weird situation but but yeah, I, I think that um, I the Mavericks seem to be after doing everything wrong up until this point. They they do seem to be doing things right now. Um, you know, just going going uh, putting the you know doing this investigation and and putting the league uh, it, giving the league the responsibility to basically tell them what they need to do mm-hmm. to make this right. And and I mean, I really, they should be going to their employees too. But um, <laughs> yeah, I, I I agree with you. It's it's not a shock. I I think um, I think one of the best things about this whole movement, um, beyond the fact that yeah, hopefully a lot of really awful people will um, will no longer be tolerated, is that um, one of the things that I, I has been said by many people about these kinds of things is that if you are not a member of a uh, targeted group in some fashion you likely do not even know 
that this stuff is going on. That like uh-huh. I bet if you yeah. were to go to a lot of gentlemen working for the Mavericks, they would say, "Oh, I never heard this. I never saw it." And they're not being cover-ups. They just th- these people, these people, the, the, these people know what they're doing is wrong. And so they do it in ways where like like I heard um at my last job, I heard uh reports of things that were very upsetting to me. Mm-hmm. I never saw them personally. Mm-hmm. And had I seen them personally, I would like to believe that I would have done or said something. Sure, yeah. Um, but I never saw them happen because the people who did them were smart enough not to let me. Yeah. Um, and so I think that if – so because of that, I think that and, – and if you're – especially if you're a person who's never had any kind of thing like that for any reason, um, it can be tempting to say, oh, they're making this up or, oh, that can't be true or, oh, it's not so bad or whatever, whatever. And I think the 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 awareness that comes from talking about these kind of things and not making it – taboo to talk about and not which only benefits the the um uh, uh oppressors right mm-hmm. but so so to, to get this out in the open where everyone's talking about it and make people aware that this is a real thing that happens will just make everyone more aware of what's going on uh uh and i don't mean just for women but for any um women are not a minority but for any you know um uh, disadvantaged yeah disadvantaged group in any situation where like you don't shouldn't have to like convince people of what you're telling yeah. to be the truth right yeah. so and also uh this uh you know this kind of thing puts people on notice you know because there yeah. are people of low character in every field yeah. um it's absolutely a sad reality of life and then you know they will not be tolerated anymore yeah. if uh you know if they realize that they're going to be held accountable for their actions, they're more likely to act uh, in a socially acceptable behave, uh, way, you know. And uh, that's kind of like a, a sort of a, a bittersweet consolation to know that maybe those people will still be out there. But, uh, uh, I, you know, if this is, if, if at, the very, at the very least, you'd like to think that if someone is enough of a scumbag that they would make the sort of comments that, that um, it seems like this, this, you know, CEO was making in Dallas. Like, yeah. If people know like, Oh, I, I better behave myself or I am going to be very publicly disgraced and my career is going to be ruined. You know, yeah. uh, you know, it's better, it's better uh, than nothing. Um, yeah. Cool. Um, let's talk about something a little lighter. Unless, is there anything else you'd like to say about this? No, no, no. I'm good. Thank you. Well done. Well moderated. <laughs> so, uh, there was a report, uh, that came out that said, uh, the, on average, uh, NBA local TV ratings are up about 16 to 17%, uh, across the board this year, mm-hmm. which is cool. It's great to see the league, uh, uh, increasing in popularity. Um, there are, a few interesting uh, tidbits in this story. Uh, first of all, uh, the Hawks, Suns, and Clippers have the worst declines of any teams. Um, not so- not shocking. The Hawks, not shocking. The Clippers, not shocking. What's really changed for the Suns? Like... I don't know. I guess just they just continue to suck. Maybe there was some like honeymoon hangover from like the Nash, the end of the Nash era or the end of the whatever era. I don't know. It's possible, yeah. I uh, maybe it's I, I found that one to be a little surprising. I mean, I don't know why anyone is really following that team closely at all. Unless I mean, unless it's your team. Like if I live in Phoenix, and I guess these are local ratings. Like yeah. you know, you say the, the diehards will stay with the team through thick and thin. Well, and also I think that for a little while maybe it looked like 
I mean, because remember, you watched the heck out of a couple Celtics years that were pretty abysmal mm-hmm. from a win loss standpoint, but had were entertaining teams and they were young and they yeah. you felt like we were building something. But the but the Suns, like they fired their coach, they got rid of a bunch of players. I mean, they they really have not had anything to, you know, they had a couple years where I think they were ex- sort of looked like they were building something and maybe that was exciting and now they look like they're a mess. Yeah, they do. They look, look pretty awful. Um, on on yeah. the other side of the coin, the two. Uh, biggest lifts um are both kind of interesting for different reasons uh so the wizards are up 70 percent and boston is up 82 percent um yeah so they're both pretty unique or pretty different situations you know the wizards are more or less the same team that they were last year so to go up 70% 70% is is really surprising to me. <laughs> yeah, I don't get the Wizard ones at all. I mean, the, the Celtics one, I mean, they were pretty popular last year, but, you know, it, it's just been a very uh, exciting season for them. Yeah, I, I think it speaks to just, like, how popular and exciting a player Kyrie Irving is, you know? Yeah. I mean, obviously there was a ton of turnover, but that sort of is, is the big one. Yeah, I mean, Isaiah yeah. Thomas was massively, massively popular. Uh, the team was pretty successful last year. Um, but I guess Kyrie is just that much of a, a game changer. I mean, 82%, that's almost doubling the viewership. It's crazy. Know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I was, I'm really more surprised about the Wizards. I looked to check. I checked to see if the Capitals were doing bad, but they're not. They're doing really well. Like, I don't have any idea why. I mean, the Wizards are not Maybe it's like escapism, on fire. considering other stuff that's happening in D.C. Like before, uh, maybe. Yeah. I mean, it could be. The Wizards are kind of exactly the same story they've been for the last, I don't know, five years or something. I don't really... And if anything, like, there's a little bit of uh, uh, dysfunction uh, setting in there, you know, with the little John Wall story that we talked about recently, and, and then yeah. people perhaps not getting along. They've had some sort of... Uh, tough periods this season but yeah it's a uh, it's a uh, it's pretty fascinating um by the way i know we we talk about basketball salaries and they're insane but we just kind of we don't really think about it um but i just happened to click on the wizards homepage as we were talking about this and ramon sessions who is apparently a 10-year vet at this point which is kind of crazy uh-huh. he got a 10-day contract with the wizards that will pay him one hundred thirty-one thousand five hundred sixty-two dollars for 10 days work for 10 days of work. That's not bad. That's like 10 G a day. Yeah. That's, uh, well, that's like 13 G a day, but yeah, right, that's, yeah. that's, uh, that's, that's a good, that's a good gig if you can get it. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that's, that's a lot. That's ridiculous. Well, good for him. Yeah. Good for him. In addition to the two something million he's still making from the Knicks. Well, uh, hopefully that doesn't make the Wizards any better because, uh, I don't like the Wizards. <laughs> they're playing tonight. I think John Wall still the out. Yeah, they're playing right now. Oh. They're 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 um they're currently uh, down by two to the Cavs right around the end of the second quarter. Oh, cool. Uh, maybe when we're done recording, I'll watch the end of that game because I really miss basketball. Yeah, it's nice to have it back, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it really is. Um, yeah. So uh, good to see the league doing better. Um, those details are fairly uh, interesting. Yeah, and now we are going to go on to two kind of uh, once again kind of like bummer stories. I guess it's a bummer story. So uh, Anthony Davis just had a kind of uh, pretty uh, long interview with uh, Rachel Nichols from The Jump. And, the Jump. Uh, what's that? The Jump. So previously, what he's been saying publicly has been that he loves being in New Orleans and he 
feels loyal to the team and he's not going to go anywhere. And uh, in this interview, he said about uh, uh, players who's, you know, uh, after their careers, you look back on, on people who waited too long to move. He says, it makes you think, I'm not going to lie, it makes you think because you wonder if you're following in that same path. But then it's, again, you'd be like, this could be the year, you don't know. So you just got to take it year by year and just see see where the team is going, what direction they want to go to, and see where their head is. Um, if I'm a Pelicans fan and I hear that, I think, crap. <laughs> yeah. You know. It certainly does seem like it's the beginning of the end. But I mean, yeah, it's really hard. It's really, really, really hard to like, you get this, you know, we talk about a lot about how, you know, you need this to somehow get lucky in the draft, especially if you're not a free agent destination to try to get one of these transcendent players. And then you get one and that, you know, can take 20, 30 years. Yeah. I mean, guys like Anthony Davis come along very rarely, you know? Yeah. And then it's still almost impossible to build a team around them, to keep them, to win. Like it's just, it is, I don't think there's any other sports league where winning at the top, really winning, you know, championships, things like that is as hard as it is in basketball. It's just, it is so difficult. Yeah. And And certainly some teams make it look especially difficult. And New Orleans is is one of those teams, you know? Yeah. The New Orleans has been a mess in all kinds of angles. Uh, They kind of, I feel like we're watching the first run of LeBron with the Cavs, only not as good. Mm -hmm. Um, Anthony Davis has also had some pretty serious uh, injury issues, Mm -hmm. but man, it, it, it's just like I mean, this is kind of like why we're at this point now, where stars are all congregating in like three places, because we're at a place where you're entirely judged, as we've discussed this on the show before. You're entirely judged by championships, which is a really dumb way to to think about sports, but it's the way we do it. Oh sure. And 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 so you know, Anthony Davis is thinking, oh well, what if I'm here my whole career? You know, it you didn't used to be a mark of failure if you played. You know, if you did really well and you played for a team for a long time and you didn't win a championship, I mean, you know, it didn't used to be as big a deal as yeah. it is now. And I think that that's a good thing because it, it's not up to you. And, I, I mean, you know, Anthony Davis can go wherever he wants, when whenever he can or whatever. But, like, it just would be nice to see stars, you know, I think it would be nice to see stars stay in these towns, but it's it's just hard. It's like Yeah, I, th- I think this is another way the league kind of screwed up. By letting this like Warriors thing happen because it gave everyone this idea. Well, yeah, and and if you're you know if you're Anthony Davis, like maybe you know uh, ten years ago, you think well, as long as you have Anthony Davis, you have a chance, and you can maybe put that team together and get lucky with a couple of people. Um, yeah, when there was a little bit more parity. But now, if you're you know if you're the Pelicans, I mean, like they, where are we going to get two other stars? Yeah, they had two starting All Star players uh, on that team before Jamarcus yeah. went down. And two guys who looked like, you know, two of the best ten guys in the league, and they yeah. still had no chance, you know? No chance. Yeah, well, because the Warriors have four of those guys. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it, it, it It's just, it's it's ludicrous. Once again, I think a lot of these, these all these different problems that we're looking at in the league that they're kind of trying to address differently, it's just kind of like, uh, it's, it's uh, uh, you know, just using your fingers to plug holes in a sinking ship. Not not to say that the, the league is a sinking ship, but, like, you know, the, there's there's one issue that all these other issues stem from, and it's basically one off-season where the league screwed up hugely, you know? And, yeah, we will be getting... that That is ending. I mean, the, 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 the... Like, I think we have, like, one more year of this era, but... Yeah, well, I hope so. I hope so. 
Yeah. Um, Your last story here is the kind of similar deal, right? Yeah. Well, this one is a little more of a mystery. We don't know exactly what is going on. What the heck? What the heck? Yeah. But uh, the the Kawhi Leonard San Antonio situation just becomes increasingly curious. Popovich recently said that he would be surprised if uh, Kawhi came back this season, Um, even though the Spurs seem to believe that he's healthy enough to play. He's been cleared by the Spurs doctors and outside doctors. Yeah. He doesn't want to play. He doesn't feel ready to play. play. Um, Now, I kind of understand it from his perspective. You look at, you know, like someone like Isaiah Thomas, um, who came back too early at great cost, you know, you... You only have one body and and one uh, run through as a professional athlete. I, I don't yeah. uh, fault Kawhi Leonard for being uh, uh, extremely cautious, but yeah. there's a sense that uh, that this could be tied into to some sort of more uh, uh, deep seated uh, conflict between Kawhi and the rest of the Spurs. I sort of doubt it. To be honest with you, it just doesn't match up. I mean, Kawhi does seem like a uh, complicated guy. I mean, you know, these we think athletes are all the same, and they're obviously not. And Kawhi is a much more uh, cerebral guy than some of the superstars in the league, I think. And he's mm-hmm. um he's not he's not a simple dude by any means, um, as far as I can tell. But uh, I, I just you know I I'm not buying it. This seems like there's something going on, and we don't know all the details. But mm-hmm. it's like the Markel Fultz situation. It's like you're just not you're on the outside. You're not going to know all the details. But just everything that's happened with him and the Spurs, and just I guess I'm just willing to give the Spurs the benefit of the doubt because of their history. Yeah, I mean, it seems that, to be a world class organization. Yeah, I believe that they've that internally they know though everyone knows what's up, and you know we'll see what that means moving forward. But uh, if he even if he doesn't play this year, I would expect him to be back next year as though. And I could be totally wrong, but I would there, I would expect I mean, him to be back next. You know, year I'm not I'm not pulling this out of thin air. There has been speculation that there is tension. A hundred percent. There's yeah. been speculation, but there's been speculation about a lot of dumb okay. stuff. It's, okay. I, I just you know. I just want to be clear. Like you're not. No, not at all. No, you're just repeating the speculation that has been. I mean, it's uh, Woj and uh, Stephen A. Smith and Max Kellerman or whoever. I don't take I, I, I don't take Stephen A. Smith or Max Kellerman seriously. Well, you shouldn't. That's a good <laughs> call. But but Woj knows what he, knows what he's talking about pretty much always. But not always. That's true. And you know what? Let's say that there is tension over this which there probably is to some degree because it's a really weird situation well lamarcus aldridge also demanded a trade yeah that's true right that's true. so i think the spurs know how to handle the, the people are not always sure like in Co- any kobe organization had a period of, of strain yeah. with the lakers kobe was basically out the door paul pierce wanted to leave the celtics uh, yeah yeah th- th- this kind of stuff does happen all the time it and the good mean- organizations fix it yeah and everyone gets back on the same page and everyone moves on oh I just have this like nightmare vision where like next year like LeBron is on the Rockets and Kawhi is playing and so is Kawhi yeah you know in Oklahoma City or some nonsense like that you know like yeah. I just don't want I just don't want this concentration of superstars to continue but you know maybe it's just maybe that's just the way it is right now and who knows maybe one of them go to Boston and then I'll be singing a different tune yeah I'll be like I don't know what everyone's problem is this is great. <laughs> I wouldn't do that. Incredible. I wouldn't do that. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not that worried about it. We'll see. But I hope he stays in San Antonio. Yeah. I guess my first and foremost, I just hope that he's healthy. Um, yeah. Yeah. I just want everyone healthy. Because it is sort of weird that he's 
been out for so long, um, despite being metal, medically cleared. If we don't, super weird. Totes weird. If we don't get the Kawhi Leonard that we've had for the last few years, again, it would be a huge tragedy because he is a, you know, just one of the best best players right now. You know, we say we always there's about like thirty guys that we describe as the top five player in the league, but like Kawhi, I know <laughs> he truly is. Uh, he truly is. Oh yeah, when healthy, he's one of the top three, probably yeah. top four, something like that. And we don't want to see uh, we don't want to see that go away because he's uh, he's no. yeah really really exciting. Yeah, um, I I I just you know I'm not that worried. You're not worried about anything. You got a job now, and you're just sitting. Yeah, pretty. exactly. I'm sitting pretty, I'm feeling good, <laughs> feeling good about everything. Just want to watch some more basketball. And uh, wow, somehow we've still ended up having about an hour uh, to this episode. Well, that's great. You know, I think that's yeah. good. I think that's good. Any longer than that, and uh, it starts to get exhausting and tedious. Yeah. Plus, I just heard my washing machine go off, so I gotta keep doing laundry. <laughs> well, I'll leave you do that. Oh, I almost just that swore. laundry life. My stuff is dirty. Um, yeah. Yeah. So cool, man. Um, I'm really uh-huh. excited to uh, watch basketball this week and be able to talk about actual games. Yeah. Um, so much more fun. A lot of the stuff we talked about is just ugliness. You know, that's not. Yeah. The playground yeah. rules. We're trying to sell, celebrate the beauty of this game. You know. Yes. We're trying the to sport that we love. Avoid the ugliness, but sometimes there's yeah. nothing else to talk about. So you know. Yeah. Especially over the All Star break. Yeah. <laughs> what a oh man. All Star game. That's what we should go to sometime. <laughs> Oh, man, I've heard it's amazing. We'll start at the Summer League and work our way up. Yeah, I really really hope that we can make that happen. uh, Me too. You know, it's so weird. Like, when I was at the Summer League, I'm, like, watching, you know, Markel Fultz and Jason Tatum and thinking, wow, one of these guys could be a perennial all-star, you know? And meanwhile, I also watched uh, three games that... Donovan Mitchell was in, and he was really good. And I thought, oh, this guy's a nice consolation prize to the Jazz, who just lost Gordon Hayward. And, you know, it's it's really hard, because first of all, I'm not a scout. Um, second of all, it's Summer League, so it's, it's kind of an exhibition thing, and they're trying things out. You, you don't really know. You don't you don't get a lot out of it. You can kind of tell if someone's like, ooh, the, that guy's not ready, and you can kind of say, like, wow, this guy seems like he could be pretty good. But that's, that's about as as uh, specific as you can be, you know? And it's, it's just funny. Like, I was there, and I saw this guy play three games, and I was like, wow, he looks pretty good. <laughs> but I had no idea how how good he would be. And now, you know, uh, uh, less than a year later, he's he's uh, a blossoming uh, uh, superstar, and it's kind of cool to yeah. think that I could... turns out he's pretty good. Yeah. Kind of cool yeah. that I got to see him when uh, uh, no Very one cool. was really paying him too much notice, you know? And, totally and cool. I hope that we get to go again, and I hope we get to see uh, a guy like that. Um, yeah. Yeah, me too. All right, is that pretty much that, my friend? I think we're good. I, this was nice. Yeah, it was all right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, just, we'll talk to everybody next time. Just for me to say, yeah, you, Ark, have a great week, and to all our listeners, take care of each you other. You too, buddy. <laughs> have a good week. <laughs> all right.